The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Hello, Super Johnny. Hello, Super Trevor. It's me, Mario. Woohoo! Mamma mia. You guys, you're number one. Woohoo! See you in my games. Aha! Great rescuing these dragons. Spotro, thank you for rescuing me. I much appreciate that. Uh, you're welcome. Do you have anything useful to tell me? I sure do. Uh, did you know that if you push left or right on your D-pad or your uh, joystick, you will go left or right? Gee, thanks. I'm oh, gonna... Spyro, I'm not done. I'm going to go save somebody else. See you. Nope, sorry, I'm not done. You stay right there for a oh. second. Did you know that some enemies you need to use fire and some enemies you need to charge and not with a credit card? That's a little dragon joke amongst us dragons. I've already charred like 30 I- I'm not enemies. done. Uh, also... You should eat three square meals a day. Uh, you should have a really good, complete breakfast. What are you, my mom? I'm just giving you good hints for this game. Uh, also, you should brush your teeth at least a couple times a day. It really is good for your dental hygiene health. Listen, I'm, I'm a hero here. I've got to go do hero things. You got to go-go? i got to go-go-go hero things. you got to go-go-go. I'm Spyro the Dragon. That's who you are. Can you see from my purple scales? No. Uh, also, uh, Spyro, I think this is the most important thing that I can possibly remotely tell you of what to do. Uh, and, are you writing this down? You should be writing this stuff down. Spyro! Spyro, wake up! Okay, here's here's what you here's what you need to do. Um, oh, also, I can't believe I almost forgot this. Say no to drugs, unless, of course... It's medicinal, and then it's it's kind of okay. Then you can go ahead and puff the magic uh, us. <laughs> I'm gonna eat all the drugs if you don't just let me go. We can puff the magic us if you got a doctor's note. Oh, uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> oh, one more thing, Spyro. No. There's a podcast you should listen to while you're going after old nasty over there. That podcast, of course, is Retro Bliss. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Retro Bliss. Can you take me, Blister? <laughs> I don't even... Could you take me, Blister? <laughs> there's nothing cool you can do with our name. No. It's just, <laughs> it sounds like a medical condition. There's, there's nothing cool you can do with us. So I think well, that's right. It kind of fits exactly. perfectly. Welcome to a brand new episode of Retro Blist. We appreciate all you listeners. We truly do. Trevor, what game are we covering? Spyro the Dragon. Spyro! So we threatened to cover this game weeks ago. Then we covered yeah. NASCAR 98 instead. We gave the people what they wanted. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then we saw all the comments about Spyro. 
and people didn't want it, but we're doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Say so we're back to Spyro. Oh, I left the case sitting somewhere. Oh, go get it. I'll, I'll you talk. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so as Trevor's going to go get that case for Spyro, uh, we saw all the love Spyro was getting when we posted about it, which was none. Uh, most people thought it was too. We'll get into it when we get into the comments. I got some re- rebuttals for some of you folks out there. I truly do. Uh, but oh, Trevor's back. Spyro the Dragon, 1998, uh, Insomniac Games, who have become really the big makers of platformers on the Sony systems, period. Yes. Still to this day. So this is a 3D platformer for the Sony PlayStation. And we'll just say right up front that we both mostly played the Reignited Edition. Yes. We have played the PS1 version, but we both actually beat the game on the Reignited version. Yeah, we uh, since we both actually managed to finish a game, even though technically that is not a retro game, it made sense just to cover it. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll compare it briefly to the original PlayStation version. But plus, we're lazy. I'm just going to say straight up, they are essentially the same game except for the big change in looks. Yes, the, so obviously the new one looks way way better. Right. I mean that's just an obvious. So so when we talk about gameplay, even music. They're basically the same game. I think the only yeah, but I think the only time we're going to compare is when we get into the graphics. Right. But uh, so you just know that. Uh, uh, Trevor, what thing do you want to get into first? Music, music and sound. Yeah, music and sound. Let's get into it. So, um. In both the Reignited Edition and this edition, I think the word I would use for the music is um, atmospheric. Yeah. And maybe even a little bit understated. Yes, to both. Uh, I would not go into this expecting like Mario uh, levels of uh, iconic music. Not at all. Not even the... But the music in it is... I would say it's fine. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's not going above where it needs to go, but it's also not awful. And even like Banjo-Kazooie was maybe more atmospheric and less catchy than Mario, but it still was so, had so much character to it. Yeah. This is almost more meant to be background music. Yes. And it does strangely work, but I did, I found myself at times thinking, huh, you know, this game doesn't have like that catchy tune you'd usually get in a game like this. Right. I'll tell you this, and this is probably a negative if I'm being fair and honest, but uh, I, at times while playing through it, ended up just turning on a podcast. And listening to a podcast as I was playing. I did as well. Um, and the music, if you really listen to it, is really well done. It's really yes. well made. It's good. It's competent, for sure. I just... I, the argument, Unlike us. Exactly. I mean, we, we soil ourselves. Yeah. I'm slobbering right now. I'm literally sitting in my own filth. He is. It's two days old. Yeah. That's disgusting. Ref- um, my <laughs> wife listens to this regularly. I know she does, and I still talk like this. <laughs> oh, man. I'm a great influence. Um... Oh, I had a Jerry, put your tongue story. back in your mouth. Me. I had a story. Oh, I just remembered a story. I got to remember to tell it. Okay. Because I actually had this memory yesterday, and I thought I have to tell this on Retro Bliss. Should I tell it now? Because that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Don't, yeah, go ahead. Get it out. This has life. nothing to do with anything. I was like, it's a house. But I was just thinking about us and our lives. <laughs> okay. And how awkward we are. And I yeah. thought, oh, I forgot all about this, and I've never told this on Retro Bliss. So to give you an idea of just of how my love life went before my wife <laughs> and love life is a strong word um so oh, this is gonna be good 
this I think I told you, but this date I went on with a girl, I was just looking for I'm not the kind of person who normally just watches a movie in the theaters. That's why I was thinking about it. I just watched the movie, 1917. Highly recommend it. But I was thinking, you know, I've never been the type to just pick a random movie and watch it. I really know about it if I want to watch it. But I was like, oh man, we're supposed to go on a date. I got to pick a movie to go see. And there's like nothing really romantic playing at the time. I mean, I just want like a stupid, um, what do you call them? Romance comedy? Yeah, a romantic comedy. There you go. Yeah. A rom-com. Rom-com. It's really not my thing, but I th- that's all I want. But there was like war movies, and I don't remember what I was playing, but like not what I was looking for. But there was a movie called Remember Me, and it looked, it had the dude from Twilight, uh, Robert Pattinson. Oh yeah, the new Batman. Yes, and it also had Pierce Bronson, and I don't remember who the girl was. Oh, Pierce Bronson, that's an actor we like. Yes. Yeah. But it very much was advertised as like a, a romantic drama, maybe a little bit of comedy. Yeah. Okay, this is the one. It was kind of a lame movie, but you know, it was an okay date movie. It was romantic. It had, um, you know, the, the Pierce Bronson was the dad and he didn't approve of their love. I think she wasn't good enough for him. Something like that. Yeah. So it was like back and forth. Dad, you're going to, you're going to like her because I love her and blah, blah, blah. That's oh, a real Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's, it's okay for a date movie, but it was not good. Yeah. It was not Robert Pattinson's finest work. Well, to be fair to, for me and you and probably a lot of people, only certain rom-coms do I think are good. There's yes. all, there's, it's very few, in my opinion. Right. But they work as a date movie. It's a, oh, a, yes. Mind yes. you, this is the first, and spoiler alert, only date I ever had with this person. <laughs> so, so it went well. Um, <laughs> and I think maybe the movie I chose had something to do with there not being any sparks flying. <laughs> because this movie had a twist ending. Oh, and yeah. I, I, oh, mean, I mean, no offense by that. this. It's offensive, but it offended me. So, this date is going okay, I think. You know, it's kind of a romantic movie. You know, that's what you want on a first date. So, Robert Pattinson's character... This is a big spoiler alert. Yes, this is a big spoiler alert for Remember Me, which is a terrible movie you should never see. (laughs) So, he walks up into this building. He's finally... Remember Me, a movie you should forget. Yes. That should be the tagline. (laughs) So, he's going to finally... Robert Pattinson's finally going to confront Pierce Bronson and, and... and the twist is, um, unbeknownst to Robert Pattinson, I think if I remember right, Pierce Bronson's already decided that he does want his son to be happy and he's going to accept this girl and everyone's going to be happy. Oh, so, so we're, everything's we're, come together. Really into a happy ending. Yes. Yes. Um, but Pierce Bronson decided not to go to work that day because he wanted to surprise his son, if I remember correctly, to give him this news. I, I, I don't remember all the details. So he's not at work. So Robert Pattinson's gets up to the, the like the top floor of this building. So oh, so he's going to his dad's work. Yeah, to his dad's work. Okay, to to confront him. To confront him, and he goes into his dad's office. He's like this big wig executive, and his dad's not there. And this is the very end of the movie, mind you, the last scene. So his dad's not there because his dad's already with Robert Pattinson's girlfriend, expressing his love and apologizing and all this. And the next thing you see is from Robert Pattinson's view. And an airplane is coming towards him in this building and and destroys the building. So the reveal is... This was 9-11. Yes. The ending of the movie is... It took place on 9-11. And it was the Trade Centers being destroyed. That's so awful. That was the end of my first date and only date with this girl. <laughs> I'm looking up now when Remember Me came out. I want to know how far... It was tasteless. 
if it had been an incredible gripping movie, I still don't think a good director okay. could have pulled this off. It, came it out, definitely didn't. It came out nine years after 9-11. So. And is it ever long enough to do something like this? You remember Pearl Harbor that they turned into a love movie? Yeah. The Bay? Yeah. This was like that, but way worse. I can add to the... More recent. I guess I can add to the story then. We, uh, our church <laughs> youth, like a lot of our church youth at, when we were younger, we all legit liked each other. We would hang out a lot. And one of the things we did was we went and saw Pearl Harbor. I think mm-hmm. I probably spearheaded it. I love history. Uh, I, mean, I love who doesn't love a good war movie. I mean, yeah, and I love historical know. movies or movies that are at least based on some part of history. Yeah. So I was really itching to go see Pearl Harbor. Uh, of course, uh, spoiler alert for Pearl Harbor. Uh, it's mainly it's mainly just about a love story. Like it's mainly the whole thing. And yeah. however. It does do a pretty decent job of showing you what happens on that day during the actual attack. And there's a point where, because I knew the actual history of it, where it showed some men who were trapped in the boat and they just weren't going to live. Yeah. That legit happened in real life. So I was crying over that. Yeah. And then I got made fun of for decades afterwards. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry I have a soul. Everybody <laughs> thought you were crying because... The love triangle yeah, or whatever. That wasn't it. Yes. It was totally because I knew, like, I legit knew, like, this, these people who lost their lives, like, that really happened like that. They were trapped and they drowned in a ship that went down. So Spyro the Dragon. <laughs> it's a Spyro the Dragon. <laughs> Let's reignite this. So speaking of 9-11 and Pearl Harbor. Yes. Spyro's a dragon. Spyro's a dragon and we've confirmed that the music is... I think that's what got me thinking about it. It's cinematic, but very right. low key. Yeah. It does not excite you to play the game, but it also is never obnoxious. It's never in the way. Yeah. It's just kind of there most of the time. Uh, okay. Let's get into the, the, the sounds then. Cause I think the sounds are way better. Yeah. Like the, the, the scorching noises, uh, even when he's kind of clumping the charge sounds yeah. good. Uh, the voice acting overall is, I think it's, I'd say it's above average. And even for the reignited thing, they actually went back and got a lot of the same voice actors to reprise yeah. the roles. So it was kind of really cool. I, I honestly, overall, thought the the voiceovers were fine. Yeah, they were. They were. The, I wasn't annoyed as much as I thought I would be. The like your skid alluded to, most of the dragons you rescue yes. give you worthless information. <laughs> yes, it's but stuff. the voice acting is pretty impressive yeah. most of the time. Yeah, all the info they'll give you for saving them is stuff you have already figured out. Yes. <laughs> Like, I really wonder who that was for. Like, yeah. I think it's probably just cool they had those voices and they had to have them say something. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So, it was pretty awesome, though. Uh, I think that's all we can really say about... Yeah, the, of all the categories, the music really is just there. And yeah. I don't necessarily mean that as a slot. It's just it's how it was designed to be. I will say, sometimes I do want a game that I can just play while I'm listening to a podcast. I'm not going to lie. And, and it's kind of fits that, that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I didn't feel guilty about it because there, there was nothing... There's nothing ever exciting about the music. Right. That's that's the final word on that. Yeah, exactly. Um, what do you want to do next? Well, hmm, these are both interesting categories. Yeah. But let's do graphics. Yeah, let's I think do graphics. Be, graphics. Trevor, I think it's time we get into it. So here, you can't have the discussion without saying the Reignited Trilogy, which just came out this year. It's gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, it's... I was shocked by how good it looked. Uh, I played it on the Switch, you know, which 
It probably looks a little better like on the Xbox One, but I just remember being stunned. Yeah, you've seen both people. because I have it on the Xbox One. Right. And you came in today and you... Excuse me. <laughs> you came in today. Uh-huh. And you saw me playing it. Yes. On the Xbox One. So, uh, it looks... I mean, the, the, the Switch is still a beautiful looking machine, no, yeah. so... Uh, I would say that it still looks just as good on whatever new system you're playing it on. It, it's it tricks your eyes almost if you played the original because yeah. you're like, wow, how can this look so good? Because it, it looks completely like a modern, like current gen platformer. Yeah, but it's based on such an old game. But we also, like I said earlier, yeah. we did put in the PlayStation version of it and played that as well. Yeah. So we do have a comparison graphic wise. Um. Like, just to give you just a heads up on how light and day these two versions are, my mom uh, saw us playing both. Uh, when we put in the other one, she's like, that doesn't look near as bright and as colorful as the other one. And it's just, it just can't be. Right. So, uh, you just got to know that going in. But, Trevor, for the time, how do you think this game looked for the time? I think for the time, people who were PlayStation gamers and didn't have an N64 were just over the moon. The moon? The moon. The moon. Over the moon. Over the moon pie that they could play... <laughs> An RC Cola. Such a competent and solid-looking 3D platformer on their 32-bit PlayStation. Yeah. I think it I think it knocked it out of the park for 1998 on the PlayStation 1. I think so, too. Because there's other games in 98 that came out that we could compare this to, and I think this game really stands out as a, at the time, a colorful... Right. Uh, just kind of a pretty game. I'm assuming when this game came out, the they got a lot of uh, uh, like praises for how good it looks. Well, for its I'm, graphics. I'm glad you mentioned that, Johnny, because oh, okay. on the back, I do have Spyro on PS1, the actual disc. And on the back of the case, Game Informer said 3D gaming never looked so good. There you go. Yeah. Um, And I would say, in a weird way, it does look more modern than Mario 64, which came out two years prior. But Mario 64 kind of maintained itself as just the smoothest most solid looking 3d platformer yeah. for some time. Yeah. But, uh, but I will say for this one for Spyro, uh, once you play the, the new version, like you won't want to go back to this version. So I, it's just, it's just yeah. light and date, which isn't fair. Right. Cause we, we own this show. We talk about the old games. Uh, but I will say for the time, the graphics were good, but if you're going to choose one to play, I would just go for the, reignited version because you're getting three games in one two to be fair so what surprised me though about the playstation version and i say surprised because this is a game that i remember playing the demo disc to death oh yeah back in the day but i never owned the game and i ended up playing the reignited trilogy thinking i would just play it for a little bit i was actually just borrowing it from a friend and i ended up beating the the whole first spyro game and it got me so curious about the PlayStation original and I actually went back and picked it up. I kind of regret it because it is hard to go back to. But, I don't know. I'm surprised it still looks solid enough on the PS1 that there's no question about what you're doing or where you're going. Yeah, It's a surprisingly solid looking game. I mean, good grief. You compare this to the first Tomb Raider on PlayStation, because it's so bright and colorful... I don't know. To me, this is a lot easier on my eyes. I mean, maybe that's unfair to Tomb Raider because I've not gone back and played it either. But it's it's a lot easier on the eyes than last week's PlayStation game, NASCAR 98. Yes, yes. It's um, not even close. Which, uh, uh, spoiler, I got NASCAR Rumble now. Yeah. <laughs> Look forward to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Oh, that's a cool manual. But, I, yeah, I agree with you, though. Um, 
but yeah, as far as what else to say about the graphics, um, as far as remakes go, Reignited Trilogy is fantastic. They went above and beyond. And the original Spyro, I think, earned the praise it got at the time. Um, and of course, looks dated now. Yeah. But not to the extent of NASCAR 98. Yes. Yes, I agree. So, Trevor, I think it's time we get into some gameplay. Trevor, how about we get into it? So, according to the back of the box, um, the game is packed with puzzles and enchanting adventures, collect treasures, recover stolen family jewels, and discover hidden regions. Oh, yeah, this this game is a collectathon. We will say that it yeah. is. And here's here's a big gameplay point. This is actually the biggest bullet on the back of the box, and I see why. It said, "Dragons come to life with hints as you free them from their spells." <laughs> sure. sure do. Enemies run. Okay, this this is fantastic. This is true. Enemies run and hide. They hit each other. They fire cannons, throw snowballs, and even moon you. And it has moon in quotation marks. The char- the enemies in this game have so much more character than most platforms. They're, yes, they really do. I think that's one of the areas this place this game shines is that like the even the enemies seem to have different personalities. They're not yeah. all just trying to get you know just trying to get poor little Spyro. Some of them are legit afraid of him. And here's where I was I was unfair to this game when we were yeah when we pre reviewed the PlayStation Classic yeah. I think I made the comment that Spyro is a game that probably was just overrated, and I talked out of my derriere without really knowing. <laughs> yes, um, I figured it was just so generic. Like I honestly, in my mind, figured it was a better Bubsy 3D, <laughs> but it's not generic. The it's actually got a lot of character to it. Um, I love the fact that you can't just charge into some enemies uh, because they have a spike or something, but you also your flame attack, which is super powerful normally. The, anim- the enemies will have these metallic shields or yeah. armor. The, yeah. And even in the PS1 version, you can tell from a distance, oh, that, that enemy's wearing metal. I'm, I'm not going to use my flame. Yeah. And so you can plan ahead before you attack, and it really makes the game it's super simple, and the combat's incredibly simple, but it adds just enough spice. So let's kind of get into that for a second. I think the... And I understand where it comes from, but I think the main uh, criticism of this game from some people, uh, and it was including uh, some of the blisters, is that it was, at the time when it came out, it kind of felt like it was for kids. And I don't think that's wrong. I don't think it's wrong either, because compared, yeah. it's quite kind of simple to get into. Yeah. But I think my counter-argument would be, and I'm not saying they're wrong, because they're not wrong, Right. but the counter-argument would be, a lot of your platformers kind of are. You know, even Mario yeah. games, which obviously, well, you, can, you need a lot of skill, but mm-hmm. also they're made... Sort of for anybody of most any age to kind of get into. Right. And I think Spyro is sort of the same. Because there's some areas of Spyro that can kind of get tedious and annoying too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you on this. The The controls are actually right here in the manual. This is a really... I miss full color manual so much. Oh, I do too. Of course, you run with the D-pad or the analog stick. Because thankfully, this is a PlayStation 1 platformer that came out when the analog stick existed. Um, and that changes everything. Yes. <laughs> The comparing the controls like the actual analogs movement to the Switch or the Xbox One version, it's not as buttery smooth simply because the controllers themselves are more refined now. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it's pretty good. And it's night and day above those games that came out before the analog controls on PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Croc. Did you ever play Croc? Yeah, I think it's so. It's about impossible with the D-pad. Yeah. It's hard to go back to. But this is pretty smooth handling. I think most games in 3D without a without a joystick are a lot tougher. Right. Yeah. Um, you can charge with a box button, and that sets this game apart. Your character moves a lot faster than Mario. Oh, yeah. When you charge. Uh, Spyro can really run. Uh, the flame attack... Um, Immediately sets this apart from Mario, Banjo-Kazooie, other yep. games at the time. Because it does add a lot more combat to the game. For sure. Um, you can jump, of course, with the X button. But my single favorite thing about the gameplay, and as you as you progress through the game, it becomes a bigger and bigger deal, is if you press X button and then press again, you can glide. Yeah. And it seems simple, but it really sets this game apart. And it helps you get to other areas you may not have known about, too. That's another thing mm-hmm. this game does very well. It's got a lot of like little side areas and stuff on a lot of these levels. Because if you first look at them, like, I mean, this level is kind of a simple area. But there's a lot of little things to it, you know, that you can get into. And I think I think you kind of said something that was right. Compared to the new version, the controls don't feel as uh, responsive, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. But they still work very well for the yeah. PlayStation controller. They do. Um, it's it is in that gray area between old school 3D platformers and modern ones, right? But it's still, it's. I hate to keep comparing to this game, but it came out two year, two years after Mario sixty four. Well, I would dare say Mario sixty four is like the granddaddy of all 3D platformers. Yes, yeah. I'm sure this game would not exist without it. So I think right. it's fair. But it is a lot closer to Mario sixty four than say Bubsy was. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still nowhere near quite that smooth. Um. But yeah, I love the gliding because it's just it just makes it different. It, it honestly, without that, I think it would feel too much like a sort of a, a flimsy Mario clone. Yeah, um, I think overall I do love how the game plays, but there were a couple things that really annoyed me. Well, actually, more than just one. Just one. I understand why they did it because uh, they're kind of trying to change some of the gameplay up a little bit. But there are times where you need to chase characters. Yeah, and I just hated those. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So they're probably the most annoying part for me. We'll go. I want to quickly run through the worlds, but let's go on what you just said, so I don't forget. Yeah. I guess this is spoiler alert. <laughs> like it, like it really matters. Oh, you talking about the last battle? The last battle. There's nothing the game. but a bunch of chasing. Yeah. So yeah, Johnny's mentioned these parts where these uh, characters. They're probably in here. They're like they're like they've stolen gems and you got to yeah. chase them down. Yeah, they stole dra- the the dragon eggs or whatever they're called. That's the guy. That's him. Yeah. I don't think it gives him a name. But yeah. anyway. He goes, <laughs> he kind of yeah. laughs at you. Yeah, he laughs at you. And you got to do your charge. And I did discover this is where the PlayStation controller uh, fails a little bit in comparison to modern controllers. I kept running off the edges. Yeah. Um, but the last level in the game is nothing but chasing this guy around with the egg. And then chasing another one around, chasing another one. And that's just so you can get to the main bad guy you've been after this whole time, who yes. you also chase. And I'm just going to go and say, maybe people who played this game remember this. The very last part where you're out in the open yeah. and you're chasing, it took me forever to figure out how to do that. Like, you can never catch the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember how I finally did it. I think I I, I was getting really mad. <laughs> yeah, I got really Because this is also the only level in which there's no save points. Yes. The game is very generous with save points yeah. until this point. But, yeah, that, that was my least favorite gameplay element is whenever you had to run and chase these guys. So if you uh, fail, yeah. you got to start all over chasing all that stuff all over again. But, Johnny, 
Uh, I have the greatest hits version of Spyro. Uh-huh. And there's a pretty cool little thing in here in the manual. What's that? There's a secret crash warped demo. If you uh, hold L1 and Triangle at the load game screen, you get a demo for Crash Bandicoot Warped. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Honestly. Um, but yeah, so basically you're going through levels, collecting gems, which I don't think you ever have to collect them. Isn't that just to get a completion rating? Pretty much, yeah. Um, uh, also, well, actually, doesn't it also, like, when to go to other levels, you got to do certain thing criteria? And isn't one of those, collect- sometimes maybe it's, it is. sometimes it's saving so many dragons, and sometimes it's collecting so many coins, like, or some, I won't say coin because of Mario, so many uh, gems, uh, gems. Uh, sometimes it's saving so many eggs, like, they switch it up just to be able to move to other areas. Maybe you're right, the thing is, I never even really cared what I was collecting, because, spoiler alert. I enjoyed the game enough. I was trying to collect as much yeah. as I could. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And also, like it's reminding me looking at the dragonfly. Oh, yeah. uh, I want to speak about that real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Sparks? Sparks. Sparks the dragonfly. <laughs> uh, he's going to be your best pal. Uh, because the brighter he is, the more hits you can take. Yeah. And it took me forever. I don't know why I couldn't figure this out. It just wasn't clicking with me. Yeah. I, was, I just thought he was like a little guy just following me around sometimes. Uh, but... The, you can actually help him out. Like there'll be little sheep, for example. Yeah. Or little frogs is another one I remember that if you squirts those poor little animals. Yeah. Uh, your dragonfly will actually go around and, and, and eat the his soul or something. That's kind of what it looks like to me. It's like a, a butterfly. Is what oh, it, is. it turns into a butterfly? Yeah. His soul turns into a butterfly. Yes. And Sparks just... just <laughs> this game's pretty graphic. You kill... You start the game by murdering sheep. Yeah. The sheep can't even hurt you. Right. Uh, yeah, they can't do anything to you, but yeah. you can scorch them all you want, and it just helps you. Yeah. There's nothing but. <laughs> and uh, Spyro's dragonfly buddy's kind of a jerk. So I beat the game. You did as well. Yeah. I don't know, like 12, 13 hours, something like that. Somewhere around in there. And that's without 100%ing. That's just going yeah. through playing it. Yeah. I try 100% in some areas, but I just gave up in others. Same. At the very end of the game, I still wasn't 100% sure what is the best color for the dragonfly. Because if you're on yellow, if your dragonfly's yellow, you got three hits left. Yeah. If he's blue, you've got two hits. And if he's green, you got one hit. I still couldn't remember, even all the way at the end of the game, which was the best color. <laughs> I'll say this. In defense of the dragons who tell you the stuff, the same stuff, one of them did does tell you oh, that. Oh, yeah. And that's the only reason I remembered. I was like, well, I guess for this one thing, they were useful. But yeah. yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But what, um, about, uh, what about all the levels, Trevor? All right. So, oh, let's see. It talks about the jewels here. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really tell why they're important. Okay, so the levels. You've got... Wow, this is a big manual. All right. So the first world uh, confused me right off because I didn't realize this was the name of a world because it's a weird name. Yeah. It's called the Artisans. Yes. The Artisans is big, open, green pastures, mostly easy levels. It's kind of perfect to kind of get you started in learning the controls of the game. Right. Yeah. But then it goes into Peacekeepers, which is immediately a unique theme for a platformer. It's sort of Wild West thing. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a pretty cool world. And then the next one was also pretty cool. It was called the Magic Crafters. And this one was like, um, almost like Jack and the Beanstalk thing, like fairy tale. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Beast Makers. I, I could be honest with you. The names of these worlds don't make a whole lot of sense. But the Beast Makers was like a swampy area. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of beasts. Um, maybe that's why it's called that. Oh, uh, oh, it's supposed to be the dragons. Like, the dragons who live here are the beast makers. Yeah. And the dragons who live there are the magic crafters. I guess that's it. I'll also say this, uh, real quick. Uh, uh, 
the water because you run because you said swamps. Yeah, the water is deadly to you in this game, but after Spyro one and Spyro two and three, you you actually learn how to swim, and it's a and it's so oh much, yeah yeah and it's so much better. Yeah, water kills this dragon instantly in the first yeah. game. Uh, Dreamweavers, I'll be honest, I'm confusing that one a little bit. Um, the Nasties world is sort of industrial themed. Yeah. Um, that's where the final boss is, and I enjoyed that world overall until the last stinking level. Same. But, Johnny, for only fourteen ninety five, you can get the official strategy guide for Spyro. I really miss strategy guides. Yeah, there's a direct number here. They take MasterCard and Visa. Hey, all right, let's do it. Yeah. Oh, and also, if you buy the book and send in the card, you get a free three-month subscription to PlayStation Extreme. That's what I'm talking about. Man, life was just better back then. Yeah, look at all those notes you can take, too. I always love that they yeah. had space for notes. Wow. I've never... I've, I have... In my, in my, especially in my early lifetime, I have rented many a video game, and they all had when they had the manual. I'd always look through them. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things was looking through a manual. Yeah, uh, nobody, I, I can't remember a single time anybody ever had a note written in the back. <laughs> Though they all have, space I don't for either. It. Yeah, and now I'd be sad if they do because it just defaces the manual. <laughs> yes, I don't know. It'd be worth it if somebody had some cool notes. Yeah, I think so. Well, any other kind of final thoughts before we get into our review? Our um, final review. The gameplay, I will say. Each level's very similar. You're basically doing the same things. You're charging, yep. attacking, you're using your flame breath, and you're gliding. My favorite levels are the ones that use the gliding in clever ways. Like you might start in one part of the level, and you got to find just the right place to glide to the next part of the level. Yeah. I enjoyed that. There are, I'm going to call them bonus levels that I never managed to completely beat. They're flying levels. Yeah, and they're just, and they're also just, yeah, they're, that's the thing, is their time that gets annoying. Uh, but yeah, they're, and you're just kind of collecting different things or destroying different things to kind of add up or whatever. Mm. But yeah, I'm with you on this. Yeah, the, those frustrated me. Oh, they really did. I was looking forward to them until I played them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I would say the game is not a big challenge, but I would say it's enough. I mean... I kind of think... Well, this should be my final review, but I honestly kind of think this game is kind of perfect if you have kids mm-hmm. and you want them to kind of get into platformers that you want to play with them. I think this is kind of perfect for that. This is good for like parents and their kids to play. Yep. So, or if you just like platformers, like I do, I love platformers. Here's the trick. We say we review games today and how they hold up. Yeah. Do we want to do two separate numbers for the game we really experienced, which was the reignited edition. And then also give a number to the original or how do we want to do this? Cause Obviously, the reignited edition holds up much better. Yeah, graphically. Yeah, and it's kind of not fair. Um, I'll go first, and you can. Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Final reviews. <laughs> Let's get into it. I'm just in my own little world today. I'm not following our format at all. We're only 142 episodes into the show. I have time to improve still. Yeah. Yeah, you, you'll get there. I'll get there. I'm going to give two numbers, I guess. Um, if you're going to do it, I'm going to do it. So, I'll say the best thing I can say about Spyro the Dragon is I plan to just try it out. And I even started out making fun of it a little bit. My wife could tell you. I was like, man, I just don't see why anybody would play this game in a world with Mario 64. I actually said things like that. But then I kept playing, and I liked it a little bit more. And honestly, it gets more interesting because it does start out so simple. 
It gets a little more interesting and a little better. And I got addicted to it. Now, granted, this was the Reignited Edition with pretty HD graphics, but it's identical in every other way, except for the controls are slightly better because it's a modern controller. And I got addicted to it, and I just wanted to finish it. And not only did I want to finish it, I wanted to 100% it, and I didn't come close, but I did collect every gem and every egg in a lot of the levels. I think in the Artisan's World, I may have even gotten everything on all the levels in that world. Um... I liked it enough. I wanted to collect all this stuff for whatever reason. Um, and uh, that's I'll say that about it. On the flip side, I'll also say I beat this game before you did. And that's been, it's been a month maybe. Somewhere around. Three weeks to a month. Yeah. And I've already started to forget a lot about it. Like I really had to look in the manual to remember what the worlds were. That's true. This game is extremely fun, but it's fleeting. Like it did not stick with me. Um, but it doesn't have to, it was fun for what it was. I kind of think Spyro two and three, cause I've experienced those as well. Now yeah. I think they do a better job of having more distinct worlds than yes. this one does. That kind of helps a little bit in remembering. I- I've heard a lot. Unfortunately, I've heard the Spyro series really took a nosedive after the PlayStation one. Yeah. For the most part, but on the PlayStation one, it sounds like the sequels were even better and really did have more character. And yeah, um, but I'll be honest, I think my score would have been a little higher if we'd reviewed this three weeks ago, because I just couldn't believe how much fun it was. And that's still true. It's just, I'm surprised how much, all right, it was fun. Now let's move on. I've been playing Luigi's Mansion 3. It's fun, but it's kind of fleeting. Right. Yeah. And I've not thought about this game again, but I liked it enough that I bought the PS1 version. So apparently I like it a lot. <laughs> I'm going to give, I'm not reviewing the whole Reignited trilogy, but just Spyro based on the new version. I think, hmm, I mean, it's fun. It really is. I think I would give the Reignited Edition, man, I don't know. Is that too high? Gosh. I'm very curious what you would give this. Mm, man, it's tricky. It's a fun game. I'm. You know, I finished it. I don't even finish many games anymore. I would say the Reignited Edition is an 8 up until that last level. But that last level was just obnoxious, and that did hurt it for me. And maybe that's why I've not thought about it since. Yeah. Just for that and the fact that I've not thought about it since, I'm going to go 7.5 out of 10, which is still very solid. And really, the original is just as solid. It just doesn't look as good. So I'm going to go 7. You know what? I'm going to give 7.5. Forget it. It's, it deserves 7.5. It doesn't look as good, but it's still as good of a game. So right. I'm just going to go seven and a half across the board. All right. So you did something very similar to me where they're only, yeah. they're only 0.5 off of each other. Yeah. I kind of feel the same. I don't want to go back through everything you've already said because yeah. I pretty much agree with all of it. Uh, I do think this is a very fun platformer. If you like platformers and you definitely need to try out Spyro if you haven't before, no matter what your age is. Uh, I The Reignited one, I was going to give an eight and a half. I really yeah. liked it quite a lot. But I also went back and was thinking, well... Am I getting one kind of mixed with two and three? Because I kind of played them all now. Yeah. And then going back to playing just one again, I was like, oh, yeah, there's some stuff that two and three really improve on, especially when it comes to even more personality and even more distinct and the distinctness yeah. of the levels and stuff. So I'm going to give Spyro Reignited Spyro 1 uh, an eight like you did. I think that's perfect for it. Yeah. I do recommend it. Uh, it goes on sale all the time on these in these shops. I got it for 20 bucks. So... 
Okay, what about the PS1 version, though? I think it still holds up, honestly. Yeah. We've uh, we've played some other 3D platformers. <laughs> that certainly didn't hold up. No, no. Uh, this one still does. You can still play it. Very playable, which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. For its time, it was pretty awesome. I'm going to give it, as well, seven and a half. I yeah. I think I could go back and play it and have just as much fun. Uh, so I do feel that Spyro the Dragon is Retro Bliss approved, Trevor. And he showed me that I can be wrong about things because I didn't think I was going to like it at all. That's right. So, yeah. Good job, Spyro. Good job. So, what are we doing now, Trevor? What's this next segment called? Um, It's called a commercial break. Commercials? Roll it. Stores closed. Not for me, pal. You might say I'm Spyro's hot co-star. I love that little dragon. The way he blows fire shaped like me. This is an official protest. I am an anti-Spyro activist. Genghis, come. What'd you say? <laughs> You're toast. Help me. PlayStation. And then it's time for something else, Trevor. This is what I'm <laughs> glad you said the commercial because yep. I was getting into where our fans talked to us for some reason, and that is fan feedback. Instagram for once. Instagram, Johnny. Just so you know, it's from January 9th, I think. Alright. Um, it's not as long ago as I thought. And I'll pull up Facebook. This is a professional podcasting. It is what we do. Alright, I got I got it ready. Alright. All right. If you go to at RetroBliss on Instagram, follow that one. Trevor does a fantastic job of constantly posting uh, stuff that kind of relates to the show. So definitely go there. And then kind of gives you a preview of what's coming up next sometimes. Mm-hmm. When we remember. <laughs> it gives you a chance to play along with us if, if we give you more than a day. Which sometimes yeah. we don't. <laughs> sometimes we don't, yeah. So Spyro the Dragon. Drew Baca said, Ah, Spyro. This brings back so many memories for me. I remember seeing my friend's little sister play it. And promptly kicking her off the PlayStation so we could play some NFL game day. Yeah, we were jerks. Never played Spyro, but I still love you guys. Josh Shelton, 87, said, I vaguely remember my brothers and I fighting over who was the, who was next to play this. We got this game when it came out 22 years ago. Isn't that just wild? And wow, other yeah. games of the, uh, with other games of that era on Christmas. All I can remember about the game is being able to fly or glide, breathe fire, and talking to older, larger dragons for game quest. It has been about sixteen, I mean, about nineteen years since I last played. Stephen McMario said, "Very, very good game, but it got overshadowed by the masterpiece of Mario sixty four, yeah. which I think if you compare any of, and the Mario sixty four is obviously a game we do want to cover. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe we haven't covered it to be honest. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's kind of comparing any of these to that one's kind of not fair. Uh, Thomas J Hake uh, said, "I hope I'm saying it right." <laughs> Thomas J Hake said, I really enjoyed the fluid character dynamics of Spyro back in the day. Still today, the flight animations appeal to me. Great title. Before I move on to our Facebook comments, we've got to find a way for you to play in 64 games because I really want to cover Mario 64 and Banjo-Kazooie. And those are pretty big games though, right? They're big games, yeah. Banjo-Kazooie I can play. I have the 360 version. Oh, does that have the original Banjo-Kazooie on it? I believe so. 
Well, well, actually, there's a uh, is didn't the rare replay have it? I believe it does. Does it have anything that modern? We need to figure that out. I, I don't think, think so. it did, but I think it does. We need you to be able to play that. Anyways, on Facebook, Andrew Coed said he was a bit too old to have been into the Spyro franchise. Well, we're much older now, and apparently we're too immature to care. <laughs> he said he was in college at the time, and my gaming was limited. I was playing stuff like Tomb Raider, Resident Evil, Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit, and the like when I did have time. Spyro held no interest for me at the time. However, since then, well, I still haven't played any Spyro games. But I have played... <laughs> I feel like Andrew just taking shots at Spyro left and right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then he says, but I have played... Yeah, just teasing. Nothing Spyro related. However, as I hear you read this, I now know what you thought of it. And that is what makes you the definitive voices in all of retro gaming. Stay positive and love life. Love your life, blisters. Uh, I will agree that probably in like late teens, early 20s, Spyro would not have had a lot of interest. It's funny how as you get older, you almost regress. Yeah. <laughs> or I do anyways. We do. We, yeah. we regress. Christopher Kellogg said he missed out on Spyro. It just didn't appeal to me. I now have multiple ways to play and still I haven't given it a try. <clears throat> Excuse me. Maybe I'll give it a go based on your review. Can't wait. So, so far, I'm seeing that our fans adore Spyro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this next one we're deep. I kind of sure. feel like I kind of feel like you can relate to them though, because you sort of felt that way before you played it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I felt exactly the same way. Douglas Delecky Jr. I'm sure he has a different feeling. He said, "This game makes me drink." <laughs> <laughs> Old PS1 3D platformers were not my thing. <laughs> On the right side, Spyro reminds me of Figment from the Epcot Center. Yeah, I see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So here, here's where things change, though. Keith Jones, I've not played enough of this. We didn't have much growing up, and I was too busy doing kickflips on Tony Hawk and playing my favorite rub- rugby game. So this one missed our house. I think most people were too busy playing their favorite rugby game instead of Spyro. Especially in America. Right, yeah. Uh, I have come to realize how much... <clears throat> I've come to realize how much there is to it since acquiring a copy when I started collecting. My girls love running around killing the monsters and picking up gems, and it won't be long until I'll be going through the whole game with them. I can't wait to see what the, the definitive voices in all of Whateverly Podcasting have to say. Um, Michelle Wooten said, I grew up with only Nintendo systems, and what I have learned after playing the new version of this on the Switch is that I'm terrible at games that have to use the two sticks to control. You don't ever use the right stick, do you? Because I remember the, thinking, I wish you could. <laughs> on the new one, you do. It just oh, kind of helps with the camera. Okay. Bit, sort of, yeah. On the PlayStation original, I don't think the right stick does anything. Uh, not, yeah, I don't think it does either. Not really. Huh, interesting. I didn't even notice that. Anyways. Also, they made some of the extra items really hard to find. That's true. But in general, before it got too hard, it was fun and cute. Was... <laughs> You, just, you can just feel me fighting the bodily functions. It's hard to get through a whole comment. It's ridiculous. Rich VD. Also, so finally, we're going to have some love for Spyro. Yeah. Here we go. Rich VD. I hated collectathon games back then and never played it. Honestly, I still can't stand them. I remember my buddy's little sister playing it a lot when we were in high school. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Finally. Uh, I was too old for this game. Pu- puberty. <laughs> That was Nakao Hattis. Hattis. Nakao Hattis. That's exactly how you say it. (laughs) Finally, for real, the last comment. Daniel Troska. 
I love this game. I bought the PS4 Reignited version also. Great game. Wow. So was there only one person who genuinely loved it? And Spyro's big. Like, there's a lot of people that love Spyro. But I think our listeners fell in the same camp as me and just decided well, to you also, miss. You also got to realize that a lot of our listeners are close to our age. That's true, yeah. And when this game came out, it did kind of feel maybe a little kiddie-ish. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that was it. I think it was it. All right, uh, what what do we want to do next? Do we want to do the new segment we got planned, or do you want to talk about what happened to me today? Um, we, we can go any order, but we got to rush this. We're getting let's close let's to- do the new segment. All right, the new segment, tearing up. Whatever music he wants there. I hope he puts none. We're not doing a Bliss quiz this week because you want to be honest. We're always yeah, we're brutally always honest. honest. Uh, we didn't think about it. <laughs> we didn't think about it until we sat down to record. But at least we remembered before we started recording. Do you remember yes. that episode? It was like yes. a super short episode. And we really, literally realized at the end of the episode we didn't do it. As we quiz. were recording, we, were, we remembered We're it. so good. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, in uh, tearing, if you actually are a Patreon to this show, thank you, for first of all. Uh, second of all, uh, you'll you should it's in there now, right? The oh, it's up. Johnny Johnny tears up, and that's where I go through and I'll take different subjects. There's only one episode so far, but there'll be more in the future, uh, and it's exclusive to to that uh, to the Patreon. But I'll take like a Pixar was the first one, yeah. Pixar movies, and I'll put them in what I feel. This is my just my personal opinion of where they belong in a in a tier. Like, are they A group, which is the best, or are they the worst, which is like E or F group, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do that today with uh, platforming mascots. Mascots. I can't think of the word mascot. Yeah. Thank you for saving me. <laughs> we did this with fast food on a previous Patreon on yeah, the episode. That's right. Yeah. So this kind of give you an idea of what th- this will be too. So, so F would be hated, A would be the best, and then everything else is in between. Right. So I got A through F written down here. Right. Uh, Trevor, let's, let's just uh, go with the big one first of all. Mario. That's A all the way, right? Yeah, there's no discussion. I mean, he's been in the best platformers of all time. Yeah. I mean, that's, we don't even need to say anymore. Yeah. Uh, Luigi, I'll fight for A all day long for this. <laughs> so, if there was a question, there's not for me after playing Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah. Uh, he's, I'll say, I'm finally, I was, here's a big spoiler alert, because we love spoilers. I'm finally in your camp. I don't think I ever really cared Luigi or Mario. I put them on evil, equal terms. Evil terms. Evil terms. <laughs> yeah. Luigi has just so much personality in Luigi's Mansion. He's yeah. now my favorite of the brothers. Yeah. Oh, you came over to my side. Yeah, I did. Yeah. All right. All right. Crash Bandicoot. To me, this is like the definition of B grade. That's what I was thinking too. He's still very good and he's still iconic. I mean, he was PlayStation. Right. And he's got to be up there. Yeah. So PlayStation, they, they needed somebody to kind of help lift them up from the ashes of Nintendo. And I kind of mean that literally in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Crash was a great one, so I'm agreeing with you. Crash, he was he was big... battered a little bit in later games. Yeah, I guess we're kind of basing them on the strength of their games, right? Whether we mean to or not, that's just what's happening. Yes, and kind of where they stand in uh, pop yeah. culture in a way. Yeah, Crash isn't what it used to be, but I love. But I, but I still remember the commercials. Even oh yeah. So all right, uh, Spyro the Dragon. I'm feeling that's trickier. I'm feeling because I do remember at the time he was kind of huge. He was, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go he's with a cute character too. Yeah, I think it's an appealing character. I do as too. a grown man. <laughs> I think he's a C though. What do you think? 
I'm feeling for the games easily see because they just unfortunately seem to keep getting worse through the years. Yeah, I like him as a character a lot though. I do too. Um, I would, I would, I would be more like B minus. So for me, it'd be a B. We'll, we'll go B. I'm okay with if that. You feel comfortable with B? Yeah, I like Spyro a lot, so yeah. I'm okay with that. All right, uh, Jack and Daxter. I'm going to leave this up to you because I've never played any of these games. So I really, really enjoyed the first Jack and Daxter game on the PlayStation Two. I wanted to just so I wanted to play them. I just never got around to. It, it. was very much a, a Mario sixty four clone, even though all those years later, and it wasn't as good, but it was beautiful at the time, and the controls were great, and and I really liked the. The thing is, though, I really liked Daxter. The I don't remember what he's supposed to be now, like a marsupial. Yeah, but Jack. Jack kind of had that annoying goth thing going on, if I remember right. He didn't in the first game, but then he started they gave him guns and stuff and big yeah. weapons. That's what I think of when I think goth. In my opinion, yeah, that's not quite accurate. He had yellow hair. <laughs> um, Total goth. To me, if you just asked me based on that first game, he'd be a B, but he really fell after that. I think it should um, be an overall. Overall. So C is average. D is even worse. I'm, yeah. I'm going to put him C. Right. C for Jack and Daxter as a team, as a unit. All right, next is Ratchet and Clink. Clank. Oh, my phone, my <laughs> Ratchet phone. and Clink. <laughs> my, my phone auto. So I tell you're big fans of those games. <laughs> but to be fair, I run on my phone and it auto corrected it. Did you ever play any of the Ratchet and Clank games? They started on PS2. A little continue. bit, but not a lot. I never had a PS2, so I've had to play it over at your house or something. They're actually a lot of fun, but with each successive game, they became less of a platformer and more of a just an all-out action game. Yeah. Um, but they were a lot of fun. And I like both the characters. I like Ratchet and Clank. Or Clink. And Clink. I especially like Clink. Yeah. Um, He's like putting two glasses together. I think they held up better than... I think they held up better... Batter? Batter? Yeah. We're really good, good at grief. this. We're, we're professionals. We shouldn't be on a microphone at all. Um, they held up better than Jack and Daxter. But to me, they're still not as iconic as Crash and Spyro, even though they've probably been in more great games. So, I want to put them between B and C, but do you have an opinion? Honestly, no. I was going to go with whatever you said here. Where, what, what did we, did we term this platforming mascots? Yes. I'm going to go C then, because to me, their games aren't even really platformers anymore. They're action games with mascot characters. As I knock stuff off. <laughs> Alright, um, Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, for me this is A because they are so iconic. I mean, on the scale of A, they're not as iconic as Mario and Luigi. Alright, I will say this. I've actually played all three games. There's three of them, right? I've played three of them for sure. The, there's two on N64 and then they did a Xbox 360 like yeah, Nuts yes. and Bolts game that yes, was I played totally all, different. Yeah, I played all three of those. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Uh, the first two, I really liked. I didn't beat them, but I played them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the third one, it has its moments. It's not terrible. It's not in the same kind of game. But though. it's so different because it's way more about vehicles in a way. Yeah. Even though it's not a racing game. It was disappointing to me because yeah. it's not a platformer. But. but I do think those two characters are beloved. Well, they are for me. I liked them quite I a mean, lot. I mean, they're so goofy, but they're it's that rare charm of... Uh, of just being goofy yet lovable. Yeah. So, and, so and the first agree, two games are just fantastic. I want to agree with your A. Uh, I think this next one's tough. Uh, Conquer. Oh, yeah. He's so tough. He really only had one game, right? Did he have one or two? He had a Game Boy Color game that was not an M-rated game. It was a kid's game. Yeah. 
But the one and, game he had is, I do say, is is really iconic and freaking yeah. expensive now. So uh, yeah, Conker's Bad Fur Day on N64 is a game I had and and played all the way through. What 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 cheap game did you trade him? For? Oh, I'm, I sold it for probably way less than it's worth now. Yeah. Um, that was a really raunchy but really good game. Yes. And I've the multiplayer sent, was even a blast at the time. It's what I always wanted to play so bad, and I finally got to play it. And I was like, yeah, this game still holds up, in my opinion. But he was only in that game, really. Yes, and I don't think he's... Unless you're like a really into video games like we are, I don't know if you even know who he is. No, so he can't... He's not A-grade. No, I don't even... Man, I hate to do this because I do like the game a lot. As a, as a mascot, though. As a mascot yeah. is how we're judging him. I think he might be... Even though he has more personality than quite a few of them... I think he might be a D. Oh, a D. Yeah, I I think at best he's average when it comes to yeah. Because I'm also ranking these on are they like do people remember them? But people who do remember Conquer's Bad Fur Day love it. Yeah, love it. I would go C. You would go D. Well, I want him to be better than what I'm saying, so I'm gonna go C. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, just because as a mascot. He's, he's yep. not really remembered that right. much anymore. All right, Sonic. This is an A for me all the way. He's going to be F. No, A. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic is easily the coolest mascot on the list. And now I'm actually looking forward to the movie since they fixed what it was yeah. like. All right. Now, this next one's tough for me. It's Bubsy. All right. Now, the reason it's tough for me <laughs> is even though there's not a good game in the bunch, he has a special place for me. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Like, if he yeah. had a good game, I don't know if I'd like it there as much. We've reviewed three Bubsy games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of them on the Genesis Gems podcast. And we still haven't touched Mario 64. Uh-oh. But That's ridiculous. But that is ridiculous. But we literally bought Bubsy 3D. Good grief. His games are terrible. His voice is obnoxious. Oh, he's beyond annoying. His actual, the way his character is drawn in the 2D games is not bad. I, I want to just tell you this now. I refuse to put him in F. So my first thought was obviously it's F, but yeah. I do get what you're saying. Yeah. But I'm not. I can't go high. No, obviously not. I'm making D or E for sure. He's not going F. For me, he's E, just because he deserves to be in that weird category you wouldn't normally put anybody in. I'll put him in E, but I just want everybody to know I'd put him in D. (laughs) But I like to hurt myself. All right, uh, next is Gex. This is you all the way. I never played Gex. So Gex is a completely forgotten, failed mascot, but I really, really like the original Gex game on my Sega Saturn. And I'll just go and say flat out, I would love to cover that on the show because it's a 100% pure 2D platformer that's got charm and character. And he was probably an extremely dated character now, though, because he was like a funnier Bubsy. He, Dana Gould, a uh, stand up comedian from yeah, the time. I've, yeah, I've heard that. One. Uh, did all the voice work for him in that original game. And I remember he cussed once or twice and we gasped because we were young when we played the game. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was also on, in a couple of 3D platformers, which I've not played, but I'm sure they're not good. <laughs> um, and he's just, he's unknown now, but he holds a special place for me. So I would put him in C because I do think the character's appealing, but here, I'll let you make the final call because he may not deserve it really. Well, here's the thing that's tough for me because I don't even think about him unless I'm over at your house and I see the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't even think Emma was when we was listening. He, he deserves to, to be D. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't really deserve to be with Dax, Jack, and Daxter and Ratchet. Yeah, and Clink. Those other ones I've definitely heard of. Way he's though. not a good as Clink. <laughs> not even no. close. So. Right. Uh, all right. Author from uh, Ghost and Goblins. I would not have even thought of this one. You thought of it, but it makes sense. I don't know why I love Ghost and Goblins so much. I think it's just the the atmosphere of yeah, the game. Yeah, I do too. I just 
and it is totally a platform, but I don't yeah. think of it in that yeah. way. And it's just really hard. It's just such a hard game. Um, I kind of feel he's either a B or a C. Yeah, like he's not talked about in the same way as most other platforms. I'm kind of leaning towards C. I like his design and appeal. Oh, I, I do feel too. C feels better. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah, and the only time we ever actually knock on a character is if we put him in F, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. What about Donkey Kong and Diddy? Just A. I don't even know why we're yeah, talking about I this. Mean, you heard me talk about Donkey Kong Country once before on the show. Yeah. And they are the stars. Kirby. I'm going to say he's a B for me. I think he's mm. still iconic. Yeah. I can be talking to an A, honestly, but we're going to have a lot in A. He's so. one tough cream puff. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. I yeah, feel like he's a I B, mean, though. I think B is fair. I think for even for Nintendo, he's one of their B mascots. Yeah. All right. Simon Belmont from Castlevania. Another one I would not have thought of, but it is as much a platformer as anything else. So it yeah. makes sense. Uh, he's cool. Uh, he's not the best jumper of the bunch. <laughs> and he's not always the main character in the Castlevania That's games, true, right? Yeah. Uh, Trevor, me, I was in some of them. <laughs> yeah, you were. Trevor Franklin. What was his last name? Trevor, Trevor Simon, Trevor. Was it Trevor Belmont? I don't remember. I'm looking really dumb right now. But there was a Trevor. Yes, there was. Um, ah. I would feel okay with B, I think. Yeah, I'm cool with B. Uh, Mega Man. Another one. Not the first thing I think of when I think of platformer, but those original games There's are. a lot of platforming. A lot of platforming. Uh, he's either A or B easily. There's not even any more discussion, but I don't know which one you want to put him in. So as far as being as popular as like Mario and stuff, he's not there. But I love his design. Yeah. Uh, so I would go A. I think he's A. class. I'm cool with that. All right. Last one for us is Rayman. This one's going to be tough, oh. I think, because me and you personally adore and love Rayman. I love Rayman yeah. games. There's some, in my opinion, some of the best platforming games you can remotely play, uh, especially the more modern ones or for modern platformers, they're very tip top. Yeah. Uh, but the issue would be, I don't think a lot of people, and this is a crime in my opinion, but I don't think a lot of people, like if I went and asked somebody on the street, do you know who, like just a random person? Yeah. Uh, do you know who Rayman is? Like the video game. And they, there's a chance they might not know. Yeah. He's not my favorite character design. He, he doesn't have arms and legs, which is a little weird. <laughs> he just has feet and arms. But, he's, but his games are so good. His games are so good, and they do a good job, especially in the later games, of giving them more personality. Uh, they give them different costumes, which really helps. Yeah. And he gets some friends, and they're and they yeah. all have some pretty fun designs. This one's tricky because he's not by normal metric. He's not up there with the big dogs. But right. who else do we have? We have Mario, Luigi, Banjo, and Kazooie. I don't think he's. I don't think we can put him in A. I don't feel like yeah. we can put him with Mario. He's got to go B then. I can't go lower than yeah, that. I'd feel bad if we. His games are A all the way. All right, so we're done. Let's go through our list. Uh, The lowest was Bubsy. He was an E. And then Gex was a D. And that's just because I honestly don't ever remember unless you're bringing them up. Uh, C is Jack and Dexter, Ratchet and Clink. Yep. (laughs) And Clank. Conker and Arthur from uh, Ghost and Goblins. That feels pretty good. Yeah. B is Crash, Spyro, Kirby, Simon Belmont, and Rayman. That's another really good group. Yeah. And A is our Mario, our Luigi, Banjo-Kazooie, Sonic, uh, Donkey Kong, and Diddy Kong, and Mega Man. I think it feels about right. I feel good with that team. I do too. I'd go to war with all those. I don't know why I war. Yeah. All right. Uh, We're about done here. Uh, One last thing. Trevor, we're, Trevor's over here as of this recording. This may date this now that I want to say this, but yeah. uh, my birthday's very soon. Uh, I'm having my buddies over here for my birthday. We're going to play some 
board games because that's how we roll. Mm. We're a crazy bunch. We get wild. Trevor surprised me with a gift. I thought my gift was going to be everybody just hanging out. That's kind of what I wanted. Yeah. It's all expected. Uh, apparently, all you amazing folks out there decided to kind of get together and get me a Nintendo Switch. I honestly, at first, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> Yeah. Jerry, Jerry, tell you this. I even opened it up thinking, is there actually a Switch in here? Yeah. It was I a really was... mean joke, but I would have thought that too, probably. Yeah. Because uh, the reason I never had one, I obviously really wanted one, uh, is just because it's just expensive. I was literally, I literally told you I was saving up for one. Yeah. Like I have, I had almost, I got, I had a couple G's for yeah. it, but I, I didn't have enough yet. Uh, I was blown away by the fact that not only did I get to the system, I got Mar- uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, which I want to play so bad. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to play it now. Uh, yeah. And uh, I got a Pro Controller, which I really wanted. Trevor knows I love that Pro Controller. Oh, yeah. I played it over at his house and love that thing. So a big, huge shout out to all of you. Honestly, I didn't know how to feel. I still kind of feel like I don't deserve it, <laughs> as weird as it is. Uh, but it was really heartwarming. Uh, I wasn't expecting it at all. Um, man, I don't even know what else I can say, but a huge, humongous thank you to all you who were so kind enough to do that. I think, I think overall, Trevor, I think me and you are both, I mean, even just when people reach out with nice comments, I mean, we just got a nice review the other day oh, yeah. on iTunes. Uh, we just people that we haven't even met who are, uh, who have blessed us with some incredibly nice things that yeah. they've said to us. Even those things kind of blow us away. And I think I can mm-hmm. speak for you when I say this. We fool, we don't even deserve that, <laughs> you know, because we're just two buddies who are just goofing off playing video games and talking about yeah. it. Uh, but man, it's so heartwarming. I can't thank you people enough. I mean, honestly, I was very shocked. Uh, if I wasn't surrounded by people, I probably would have cried. <laughs> yeah. And Trevor was filming me, and that's probably why I didn't cry. I was trying to... I, you're like me. You don't like to be filmed, no, so I, I felt don't. weird, but I had literally several people tell me I had to film you. Yeah. Because they were genuinely excited for you to get this. So I felt like I had to do it. Yeah. Um, and I'm still yeah. kind of in shock over it. I know it sounds weird, yeah, <laughs> but like it just it feels surreal. Like it's yeah. not a real thing. Uh, man, I I am beyond moved. I guess the best way to put it, I'm just moved. Uh, the fact that the community came together to do that for me, uh, man, it's it's pretty amazing, honestly. So a huge shout out, big thank you. Uh, I can't. I mean, I can't. I don't feel like I can ever deserve it. <laughs> That's how amazing this was for me. So I told Johnny, I, uh, I first of all, we I need to shout out Kurt, who. Um, oh yeah, thank you for saying that because he's the one who set it up, right? Yes. A huge thank you to Kurt, who I've never even actually got to meet yet, but obviously yeah. I have to now, and he's yeah, yeah, and he and you know him, you know him. Yes, but, uh, I, I know Kurt, um, but it's not like, you know, he it's not like he's like I said he's not even met Johnny, right? Ah. Would love to have found a way to get a switch for Johnny, but I would not. No, I would never even have considered this. But Kurt apparently just believes in people more than I ever can, and he said, "Hey, uh, basically tried to find out if you had a switch yet." I said, "No, I know he really wants one." Then asked me when your birthday was, and I thought, "Okay," like, and then next thing I know, he started this GoFundMe, and so me and Kurt. And probably others as well. We're just really sharing this as much as we could without giving it away to Johnny. Um, but I'll just say that really it's the Retro Bliss fans who just really stepped up in a big way. Yeah. My only regret is that Johnny didn't get to see the see it all unfold because I was just like, "You told me not to look." 
I so told I, him not to look. I haven't been on so our honest. I haven't been on our Facebook page since you told me that. <laughs> so I figured it would be spoiled. I figured you would have to look because I would have eventually. Yeah. Because your face has been plastered on the Retro Bliss Facebook page <laughs> because Kurt picked an amazing picture. Uh, I guess from your page. Oh, and, there's only there's only gems. <laughs> and uh, and I can't believe you didn't see it. And I was just following it. Oh, like oh another twenty dollar donation. Oh this and all that. It was just exciting. Excuse me. I'll say this. If you had told me you were doing it and I was following along, I never would have thought it would have ever gotten enough. No. And that's kind of... I, I know, we're very harsh on ourselves. Yes. But I just would have felt that. And see, and I was thinking, okay, I don't think we're going to get enough for the system. Should we just give them a gift card? And I thought, I'm going to hold the gift card hostage because I know how life works. You end up using it for bills and blah, blah, blah. And you end up not getting your Switch. Yeah. But then we ended up getting enough for the Switch. Then the controller. And then the game. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I'm choking up. But no, it was, uh, I think I, I mentioned somewhere that like doing this for Johnny was almost as good as it was done for me because I was just super excited the whole time. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you're exci- I, there's so many games I want to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Including Luigi's Mansion 3, which is, I, I cannot wait to dive into that. So I actually, <laughs> so Kurt ordered this from another state once all the money came in. And this is shout out to Walmart for having faith in people or something. Because when I went to pick it up, I thought, man, what are they going to, how am I going to get this? You know, blah, blah, blah. But he gave them my name and I actually went to Walmart to pick it up. And like, they just handed it to me. <laughs> like I had the last four numbers of the order number, but they didn't even ask for anything else. Yeah. It was so weird, but well, it was so exciting leaving Walmart with, with all that. And, um, because I'm 100% positive Johnny's going to love Luigi's Mansion 3. Which, you know, what makes me even more excited is I I legit had some money saved up. Yeah. So now I'm just going to use that to just get some games. <laughs> so my request to Johnny, um, since, how can I guilt you into this? Hmm. Is it Breath of the Wild? Is it where we're going? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know Breath of the Wild wouldn't be your first choice. I do love Zelda. I have nothing against Zelda. I think it's going to be a great deal for you because it is a huge game. And I think you're going to get hooked on it. I think I will too. I'm so, not gonna lie. I've seen other people play it and it looks it's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, but my first purchase is gonna be Mario Odyssey. But I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so thank you all. That's truly it was amazing. And um Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Uh, a huge shout out to all of you. I man, I I still don't even know how to feel. Like I don't feel what Yeah. I feel incredibly lucky and blessed. Uh, I mean I really truly do. Would uh, this be really bad timing for me to say it was a joke and it's not even a switch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, a, I would have to buy you a Switch at this point if I let a, you go this long. It's just a 3D printed thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a 3D printed Switch. <laughs> but I do want to mention uh, our new review on iTunes. Yeah, that's right. If you go to iTunes, give us a review. We'd very much appreciate it. We've got some very awesome, heartwarming ones, like I said, yeah. like this one. And this one's just not even sarcastic, which is which, <laughs> which is, is what we're used to. <laughs> yeah. So Archie87 said, it's addicting. Five stars. So I just found out this podcast existed a few months ago, and I've already listened to most of the episodes. I didn't think I would be into it at first, since the only experience I have with retro gaming is the PS1 and a couple SNES games, and I was super young. But these guys make it super entertaining. You just want to keep clicking on the next one. The show has also got me more interested in retro gaming and gaming in general. I would love to get more involved with them in the future, and maybe even create my own simple 2D platformer, 2D platformer to understand more of what goes into it. Anyways, awesome show. Would highly recommend regardless of your experience with gaming. So that's that's awesome. Uh, I think it really 
I mean, man, I feel, I, I hate gloating, <laughs> but I think it's pretty cool that people who don't even, uh, you know, uh, who, who didn't grow up with this stuff can listen to yes. us and get into this. So, and also want to mention besides Kirk, who I think I mentioned was a new patron. Yes. Um, Richard James Van Dyke. Thank you. It's a new $5 patron. That's a great name. It is. Um, and, uh, we really appreciate it, sir. And we hope you enjoy the new tearing up episode I just posted of Johnny's and there'll be more, uh, Trevor's obsessions episodes and more tearing up episodes on patreon.com slash retrobliss.com slash retrobliss. Yes. Not just on Patreon in general. Right. Uh, thank you everybody again for everything. Thank you for listening. Uh, you all just flipping rock. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Uh, Stay tuned. I don't know what game we're doing next. I honestly don't know. I've mentioned yeah. one to you, but you didn't seem too thrilled about it. <laughs> Let's just say I don't feel qualified to cover it, right? but I'm not totally against it. I, I do think we need to watch the movie. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? I fuck I'm, talking about Street, I'm talking about Street Fighter, just so everybody knows. I feel like I've only seen parts of it. We watched Dead or Alive, which was atrocious. We went and saw the one in the theater because it was terrible. The Chun-Li one, didn't we? We did. You were with me. Why did we go see that theater? We did, yeah. Yes. It was awful. <laughs> didn't she end up being the bad guy, basically? She was just killing everybody She was the good guy at the end, but the end she, she just killed somebody. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into it. If we yeah. cover the game, which I'm going to beg them to do it. So, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, stay tuned till next time. Uh, this message has been Metro Bliss. I think he even said her name wrong. Retro Blist approved. Uh, yeah. <laughs>